Hello and welcome to the Cane Violation. It's been a while. I know. I'm sorry. It's been a while. I haven't recorded an episode. I got vaccinated though. I got vaccinated. I was sick like a dog, man. 24 hours, achy, chills. So, because of that, I haven't recorded an episode in a month. That's my excuse. That's how bad my chills were. Now, I've I've been all over the place. I've been on trips. I'm going away next week. Going to California. I might try and go to a Lakers game. Might try and go to that um, game against Houston, hopefully. But let's stick with the theme. We'll do another couple of teams, and I'll tell you why. I don't think they're winning the NBA Finals. So this week, let's do... The Dallas Mavericks and the Portland Trailblazers. Let's do that. I'm doing this as I'm watching (laughs) the Celtics and Magic. Celtics are, of course, winning. Although, that is kind of surprising considering how poor and inconsistent the Celtics have been playing throughout this past month. It would really be something if the Celtics were just getting blown out by 40 points to the Magic. It really would. It wouldn't surprise me. But let's, uh, if I real, I, I might have done the Dallas Mavericks recently. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. You know what? Jesus. All right, now let's let's do a different team. Uh, let's do. Have I done Memphis? I don't think I've done Memphis yet. Oh, duh! I just did Dallas with Greeny. I did it last week. I'm all over the place, guys. I am all over the place. Have I not done Memphis? I guess... I haven't... Alright, I'll do Memphis. So, the Memphis Grizzlies. They traded away Gorgie Jack. Or no, they didn't trade him away. He got bought out. I thought that was kind of strange. It's because of playing time, I guess. So the Memphis Grizzlies, what are they doing? Well, you know, they had a rebuild. And they're continuing that rebuild. They're a very deep team. They drafted Desmond Bain. A different team actually drafted Desmond Bain and traded him to Memphis. That would be my Celtics. 
what the hell? Not happy about that, but what can you do? So right now, the Grizzlies are, is it 10th place? No, they're in 9th place right now, so they'd be in the play-in game. That would be interesting. So if the playoffs start today, 9 and 10 in the West would play each other. It would be the Grizzlies and Spurs. Grizzlies would only have to win one game. The Spurs would have to win two games. The Pelicans are two games out of 10th place, and the Kings are three and a half, it looks like. So the the Kings are basically done. I'd say the Pelicans are probably done too. So it's more than likely going to be either Memphis or Golden State against the Spurs. So... Memphis and San Antonio. God, NBA is gonna hate that one for ratings. That's for sure. Two, two small market teams. Well, it's it's a very deep team. All these guys on the roster can pretty much eat up twenty minutes. I mean, there's at least 12 to 13 guys that can play. Valanchunas is having a great season. Justice Winslow, eh. Probably not playing as well as Memphis expected. Actually, he's definitely not playing as well as they expected. So was that Jay Crowder, uh, Andre Iguodala trade? Not the smartest thing to do. Who gave up the picks in that trade? That's what I'm wondering. Was it Miami that gave up the picks? I would have to look. Alright, I'll look it up right now. Uh, Justice Winslow trade. It would have been something if... The Celtics got Justice Winslow. Can you believe Danny Ainge apparently wanted to trade four first-rounders for this guy? Will Justice Winslow... <laughs> the top search on Google, will Justice Winslow ever play again? He's playing right now. He didn't play in the last game. He played on May 1st. What position does Justice Winslow? That's that's the Google search question. Doesn't even have play at the end. What was the trade, though? Justice Winslow trade details. Celtics. <laughs> Acquired Justice Winslow... Uh, da 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 stupid pop up um uh, it doesn't say what the hell this is from the grizzlies website 
gosh, let's go to Wikipedia. Can someone just give me the details? I don't think there were any picks involved. I think it was a straight-up trade, which is rare. Uh, I could be wrong. Guys, email me if I'm wrong. Skein2003 at gmail.com. Grizzlies, you know, they're just... they're. You guys are trying to compete. Trying to... Keep building upon... You know... Your young talent. You got John Morant. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. back playing well. Of course, you have uh, Brandon Clark as well. Great player. Got some other young guys like Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton. Pretty good. Is Kyle Anderson a vet, Mr. Slow Mo? Because I don't know. Grayson Allen. Everyone likes him, right? Dylan Brooks. He's only 25. Like, all these guys are solid. And John Morant's the star of the team, basically. What should you guys do? I mean... Everyone on the roster is under contract next year. There's no free agents. That's actually insane. Yeah, there's no free agents next year. You're you're basically bring actually you could decline the team option for Justice Winslow. I don't think you guys would do that though considering the fact that you uh you traded for him. Yeah, you didn't give up that much, but... Come on, you might as well see what the kid has. Give him one more shot. Maybe he'll improve next year. Who knows? So, the I don't think it makes sense to do any super drastic trades unless you can somehow get a young guy um, who you think will fit into the future core I I don't know I don't think any of those guys are available right now it's a thing like what if Carl Towns became available would you guys try and get him pair him with John Morant trade all the first round picks you have I don't know. I think you just... You bring it back again next year. Bring back everyone. And if by the trade deadline you guys seem to be the same (laughs) as you were this year, get some expiring contracts. You have Jonas Valanciunas. Trade him. Justice Winslow would basically be salary fodder for another team. 
You know, if you put Valanchunas and Winslow together, that's nearly $30 million in salary. Just saying. Valanchunas has been playing really well, though. He's the oldest player on the team. 28 years old. But he's he's had some monster games. He really has. He's always been a beast, but he's really coming into his own now, I'd say. So, yeah, just spring it back, run it back again next year. This year, eh, maybe you'll make it out of the play-in tournament. You're probably not, though. I don't, I, I don't think so. But who knows? Who knows? Excited to watch you guys. Excited. John Morant. I'm sure he'll show up. You guys are just... You're very pesky. You're a pesky team. You know? I think you're going to be a headache for whoever you play in uh, the tournament. Which is in, what, a couple weeks now? So, we'll wrap it up here. You guys aren't going to win the championship. Come on. Come on. It's not happening. Not happening. You don't have enough talent. I mean, you have talent, but you don't have enough star power. Stars. Stars win championships in this league. It's the ugly truth. John Morant, he's just, he's maybe on his way to being a star. Not there yet, though. Got a possible star and an injured possible star who just got back, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then you got some pretty good role players. That's your team. That's it. So, good luck in the play-in tournament. Let's move on to... Who's the other... Oh, yeah, let's do the Portland Trailblazers. You know, there's been some reports coming out about you guys. The rumor mill is spewing! Terry Stotts... On the hot seat. Good luck. He might be gone. Yeah, they're saying if Portland doesn't make it out of the first round, (coughs) Stotts, get gone. We'll see. I like this team, though. I actually like it a lot. It's, I mean, the West is so competitive. If they were in the East, this would be so much different. They would probably have made multiple conference finals if they were in the East. Let's look at the standings here. So Trailblazers are seven right now. They're only a game behind the Lakers, the free-falling Lakers. 
Uh, also only a game behind the Mavericks. So this could change pretty quickly. This could this could change very quickly. Blazers, if they win next few games. Dallas Lakers lose a couple. Might end up the five seed. That would be huge. If you get the five seed, then you you play uh play the four seed. I think I think you guys could beat the Nuggets. Or the Clippers. Eh, probably not the Clippers. It would be entertaining as hell. That's for sure. I think... You keep the team together. You do. Chris Haynes had a report that... The Knicks were interested in Lillard if he becomes available for first round picks. I don't know why the Knicks were meant to like I if Lillard's available, almost every team's gonna call. Every team that's somewhat ready to compete is gonna call. So I I don't think the Blazers should blow it up though, because what you get four first round picks, what? And you hope that one of those first-round picks is going to be a Damian Lillard-type player. You already have him. You have him. He's 30. He's not 35. He's 30. He's still balling. You know, what if uh, what if in 2008, 2009, the Mavericks were like, screw it, man. We... We lost in the finals. We lost in the playoffs. We got swept out of the first round by an eighth seed. Were they swept? I can't remember. I don't think they were swept. By the We Believe Warriors. Let's just blow it up. Let's trade Dirk. And look what happened two years later. Things change quickly in this league. You gotta ride out with Lillard. Just at least, at least until he's like 34, 35, maybe 35. I mean, look at Chris Paul. Chris Paul? It's incredible seeing a guard remain this effective at his age. He's 36. Gonna be. 37? Yeah, I think he's going to be 37 soon. Holy shit. Grant Williams just had the worst floater I've ever seen in my life. Completely airballed it. God, team is garbage. Um, I don't know, we'll probably get some Jabari Parker time soon. Garbage time here. Man, he got kicked out of the rotation. Seriously, keep the team together. Let's look at the contract situation here. Let's look at the salaries. I mean, conference finals a couple years ago, pretty sure. Yeah, that was with Cantor. 
That was when Nurkic was injured. Was Nurkic injured last year, too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. They had a uh, white side. No, Nurkic came back. Nurkic came back. That's right. Nurkic came back, and he looked like a beast. And he just... They, they had way too many games to play in a short amount of time, and Nurkic got gassed. Oh, my God. He looked like a walking corpse in the Lakers series. It was hard to watch. It was... You could just tell, like, he was so... T he was so, like, out of breath that, like, he wasn't even, like, thinking straight on the court. That's the worst. So that's right. Nurkic did come back. All right, so we got Lillard, McCollum. Got Robert Covington under contract for one more year after this year. Same with Nurkic. Same with Norman Powell. No player option, no team option. Norman Powell's under contract for another year. You got uh, Derek Jones Jr. He's making nearly $10 million. You could actually trade that if you want to upgrade. Because he's not really playing that much. I don't know what to do with Zach Collins. Good luck. Good luck figuring that one out. Cantor, bring him back. He's a free agent. He's, he fits with the culture. Carmelo. God, it's it's uh it's been cool watching the Carmelo resurgence. God, he looked really good against the Celtics last week. You see that? What's going on? I thought Mo Wagner was starting a fight with someone. Yeah, Mello, he looks spry. Like, it's hard to believe he, no team wanted him a couple years ago after seeing the way he played. But maybe it was a wake-up call for him. That That's one way I look at it. I mean, that had to be tough to get dumped, to be so beloved, such a beloved figure in the league, and then to get dumped. Out of nowhere, no team wants you. Calling you a ball hog, mid-range ball hog, old head. Yeah, that'll, that'll motivate some people, and I think that motivated him. Thank God he didn't crater, got back in the gym, and uh, started hitting mid-rangers. No, but he was hitting threes in the Celtics game. He was good. He's really good. I keep keep this core together. So, get Lil, holy cow, Lillard's under contract until twenty twenty five. Oh my god! It's just it's, uh, don't trade him. Don't trade him. I'm telling you, don't trade him. You're, you're rarely gonna get a star player this loyal to a franchise. It it go it sometimes it really goes beyond the championship too. Think of uh, Reggie Miller. Pacers love Reggie Miller. Actually, that's probably not the best example. I don't know. 
hopefully Lillard and McCollum can get one. If you if you trade one of those guys after this season, I'm telling you, it's too premature. I don't know. I, I mean, you definitely keep Lillard. Maybe McCollum, if it's the right player. I, st- I still think that's an awesome backcourt, though. Covington. Pretty good. Like th- like, this is a good starting five right here. I'm looking at the top five um, highest-paid players. Lillard, McCollum, Covington, Nurkic, Norman Powell. I, I actually really like the Gary Trent-Norman Powell trade. That was that was good because Gary Trent uh, wasn't quite on the timeline for the Blazers. Good player, just wasn't quite... Um, you know, ready to fully compete. Norman Powell, NBA champion. Did he play much in that championship series? No, but, you know, he's gone through the motions, saw what it's like. He, he looks pretty damn good. So, And he can play the three better than Gary Trent could. So... Blazers, keep the core together. Keep them together. You're not going to win the championship this year, though. Just... A lot of competition in the West. You guys finished too low in the standings. If you were like the three seed, I could maybe make the case for you, but God, you're the seventh right now. Maybe you can get up to the fifth. I don't think so, guys. That's that's tough competition you're up against. Especially without home court advantage. Bench bench could be better. Bench could be a little better. I think you need a couple you need to get some of those guys from the Grizzlies onto your bench. Cantor and Anthony, they're pretty solid off the bench. But who's the sixth man? I guess it's Anthony. Kind of old to be a sixth man. Cantor, not the ideal sixth man. Who is the guy who's scoring off the bench? Is it Anthony Simons? Vonde Hollis-Jefferson? Hell no. So... Yeah, I think uh, the starting five is going to be forced to play a lot of minutes, and Nurkic is going to get tired again. He's going to get tired. That's my consensus. I think you guys, I think you guys will make it out of the first round. Do you guys think Honeydew Donuts is? Um, is like some kind of, um, you know, money laundering scheme. I don't know anyone who goes there. So Honeydew Donuts, it's a, it's like a Boston coffee and donut chain. 
no one goes there, though, and they've been in business for years, and they're always advertising. Why would anyone go there? There's Dunkin' Donuts on every block in Massachusetts, New England. I mean, there's Dunkin' Donuts all around here, where I live. Um, in a northeast state, which is below New England. I don't want to give away my location. Although, which wouldn't really be that hard to find if you look me up on the internet. My name's Brendan Donovan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, Carson Edwards hit a three. Alright, well, let's move on to the movie segment of this. I watched a decent movie this week. This is like... Alright. After Midnight was the movie I watched. came out in 1989. The guys who directed it actually wrote the movie Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick. That was a sequel. Then they made another one called Riddick. So, I had never heard of the movie until I checked out the book. And I was kind of surprised. It has a decent IMDb rating. Taco Fall just scored. It has a good IMDb rating. Oh my god, they're going crazy. There's no real star in it. Like, no, not even like a well-known guy like, character act. Like, sometimes you'll have at least, like, you know, uh, a famous, well, not famous, but a well-known character actor appear in these. You know, like uh, the bad guy from Blank Check. He would appear in every movie. <laughs> um, but there wasn't, there wasn't one in it. So I picked out the movie, not even from the IMDb rating or... You know, knowing that these guys wrote Pitch Black, it was because I looked at the the cast list in the book. There was a name called Judy Aronson, and I was like, that name sounds familiar. I think she was in one of the Friday the 13th movies. Turns out she was. She was in Friday the 13th, the final chapter had to see what character she played. So in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, it's like a bunch of kids going to Camp Crystal Lake, just like every other Friday the 13th movie. But in this one, there's, uh, uh, well, Judy Aronson's character is dating someone. So they they all get to the lake. They all go skinny dipping and Crispin Glover's there and he's like, uh, I don't have a s I don't have a suit. <laughs> Super random that Crispin Glover's there. Um And out of nowhere, these two British twins show up to the lake on bicycles and they join them to go skinny dipping. <laughs> They they take off their shirts simultaneously. I'm pretty sure they don't have bras on, of course. And they just go skinny dipping. 
And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's hang out. Let's party. And then these twins hang out with them in the cabin at Camp Crystal Lake. And they, they're all drinking. They're dancing. Crispin Glover's doing psychotic dance moves. And the guy that is dating Judy Aronson starts fooling around with one of the twins. And Judy Aronson, not happy about it. Not happy about it. So her character goes outside. She uh, gets on and Oh my god, Taco Fall just blocked RJ Hampton. That was amazing. She uh, she gets on an inflatable raft because she's depressed. Uh, starts floating out into Camp Crystal Lake, and uh, of course Jason impales her from the water underneath the raft. Some I think it's like a spike that goes up through the raft, which doesn't really make well. The sequels screw that up. Freddy versus Jason. Jason's afraid of water, even though he's been in water multiple times in the previous films but like in Fravers Jason they make it seem like the, he's deathly afraid of water um so yeah then someone discovers her she's on the raft dead so that that's where I knew her from she's in this movie after midnight so I was like oh I, I like checking I'm a big Friday the 13th fan I I like the films. They're not great films. They're kind of nostalgic for me though, because I I used to watch them. All. I used to watch them on TNN. What the hell is TNN? Well, TNN became Spike TV, and now Spike TV is the Paramount Network, I believe. But TNN, it, it was like another movie channel. It was not the greatest one. They wouldn't. They'd rarely have good movies, but for some reason, they'd always play. Um, they played a lot of Paramount movies. Now that I think of it, movies made by Paramount because they played Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Naked Gun, but they would always have the Friday Thirteenth movies on. And I didn't really know what they were when I was 12. But then one of my friends was like telling me all about Jason one day. And I was kind of intrigued. And it was on TV. So I, you know, I started watching all of them. And I watched them on TNN. So when I see that there's uh, you know, some... Friday Thirteenth actors or some Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street actors and uh, other horror movies, horror movies that came out from the same time. I like to check them out, so I checked this movie out after midnight, and it it was it was pretty decent. It kind of it's an anthology movie. There's a you know a beginning. And then they all kind of tell stories, and then in the end, the 
all the stories connect in some way. It's... Uh, well, since it came out in 1989, and given the pace of the movie, it, it was a well-paced movie. Like, sometimes these horror movies just have terrible pacing. Or the ed- the editing just sucks. It's too slow, doesn't know what it's doing. This movie kept the action going, and I appreciate that. In fact, I was watching it next to my wife. I mean, she wasn't like fully paying attention to it but I I like had it on my laptop in the living room watching it but yeah I saw her she was kind of interested and then she didn't like the ending she did not like the ending but but I got a lot of uh like tales from the crypt vibes from this movie I don't think there's any real connection like I, I don't think the the guys who directed the movie did any Tales from the Crypt episodes. At least I don't think so. But you know, given that's around the same time, it, it really it seems like you're watching episodes from Tales from the Crypt. There's three different stories, um, and then there's the beginning story. It, it's uh. It, you know, similar to if you've seen the original Tales from the Crypt movie. It's like it's an anthology, like other anthology movies. You know, a group of people gather around, tell a story. But it, it's done It's done in kind of a cool, unique way. I will say I was a little disappointed by the ending. But you know who else? So... I, I really didn't know any of the actors in the movie besides that uh, Judy Aronson. And then, so she's in the second story of the movie. And uh, I recognize, so it's like a group of girls going out to a nightclub and then they get lost, almost run out of gas. And it's it's well done. It's entertaining. But one of the other girls in her group, I recognized right away. It was, I don't have the actress's name in front of me, but she was in A Nightmare in Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. She was the girl whose face got smashed into a TV. She was the girl who wanted to be an actress. So, I recognized her right away. So, it's kind of cool. You have a girl from Friday the 13th and a girl from Nightmare on Elm Street um, acting in the same scene. I can't think of too many other movies that have that. It's kind of unique. So, my rating system, tier 1 is garbage, tier 2 is the Abbey rating, mixed bag. Tier 3 I recommend, tier 4 I'm buying the Blu-ray, it's so good. This, now I've given the Abbey rating, the tier 2 mixed bag, eh. Not really recommending it rating to all the other movies so far. This one, I'm actually giving it a tier 3. I recommend this. If you're a horror fan, check this out. I it 
it's really under the radar. It has a decent IMDb rating. Kind of surprised there's... I haven't heard other people talk about it. It's it's solid. It's good. It's not a piece of garbage. There there's enough there's enough there that I can recommend it. And the fact that my wife was actually kind of into it watching it, that's a good sign. Cuz she is tough on these horror movies I watch. She if she don't like the movie, it's but she seemed to be entertained by this one. I wouldn't buy the Blu-ray. I wouldn't go that far. But I recommend it. I recommend it. See After Midnight from 1989. See it. Uh, yeah, we'll close out with some hip-hop, as per usual. No tributes this week. Thank God we... Uh, it seems like every week we're losing another hip-hop icon. Thank God it didn't happen this week. Alright, guys. I am going away next week. I'm going to try and record some more episodes. Bang some out here. It's been fun. Have a good rest of the week. The night is on my mind. The sun is still shine. But the night is on my mind. So Paul A while I drop this rhyme. See, Jake be getting early when the sun get dark. He be coming out for heads, but you don't let me start. There's activities aplenty in the nighttime. So the ghetto child seem to be the right time. See, kids be getting stuck with jewels of fly gimmicks. Shorty see the action and it starts to mimic. Running to the corner, the dice game is blazing. Looking at the loop, it seems so amazing. Puts the short down to be exact when pound. He shakes the stones in his hands, then he lets it down. Uh. Scared money don't make none He threw a trip on the ace, now he's out, son Hits the local bodega, the wolf down the hero Son is on a midnight run like De Niro Spots a shorty rock standing on his block The fiends behind him to pump, so we asked if it's not Conversation that he kicked to the shorty was a slow one Increased intensity, cause there she was a fly one Took her to the crib, there she ran her jibs About mind up with me, and being positive He yawned and he sighed to 105 Then he finally realized the honey was alive at least he didn't plan on building for the evening Do the feel out on the dome and said, come on, yo, we leaving Came out on the scene as he told her to beep him So his man stand with the blunt in his hand You know the transaction Brothers getting lost in the weed satisfaction Coming down the block, man, loudest You would swear red man was inside the truck As the night seemed darker, cops is on the hunt They interrupt your cypher and crush your blunt See you left your work at home, so they pat you down for nothing Why in the hell does 10-4 keep frontin'? You push through the park, even though it's still dark The kid is nice on the hoop, he said I spot you true The night is on my mind The sun is still shining But now the night is on the mind The night is on the mind The night is on your mind Ayo, the sun is still shining But now the night is on the mind me, I'm a nocturnal animal. God concentrates on a young black man who makes a nigga speak a shake. The nighttime is busy, it's word to Aunt Kizzy, it's the time we get down. Yo, son, you know the sound. The flavor's on the top with the rugged beat to back it. The night makes the aura and the Jake can't hack it. The way the moon dangles in the midnight sky and the stars dance around it. Yo, I think this flop. Intensity, most rappers don't see it. Spirit wise, musically, you gotta be it. Serenity, assignments of the sounds and emotions in the concrete jungle when the sun don't bump.
bamboo I think it's hard to find the words on how I feel I paid about a goose 20 for the Ampex deal But let me slow down, I think I ran my jibs enough Peace out to the nation, stay rugged and rough Get right. so take a midnight spin, calling you from within. Put some ink in your 
skin. City lights bring sin. The midnight spin. Calling you from within. Put some ink in your skin. City lights bring sin. Version of Paul Revere Except this ain't fiction, this is real life here I'll be 30 years old and even less than a year Yeah, I made my mistakes, yeah, I paid my dues Hated by blacks, made enemies with Jews I was seven years ahead of my time In 92, I said things that wasn't accepted till 99 It's 04, I don't care about the past no more I don't wanna get rich, trust me, I'd rather be poor Now think about it, notice how I never show my face I don't really want fame, I just want my space Yeah, I had hard times, like run DMC But actually, I feel pretty blessed just to be me I never seen a penitentiary I've been shook since I seen the Haiti kid in Penitentiary 3 They say I should've been more, I should've been great Like I'm washed up now, like it's already too late I can feel all the hatred when I walk in the place But you all too scared to say shit to my face It's... Nice to be loved, but I like being hated more. All of a sudden, magazines give me good reviews. It used to be my name only equal bad news. All of a sudden, I'm a genius. All of a sudden, I'm bright. Like I just now became intelligent overnight. I'll be as 1990 grimy as I could be. And finally, society could see admiring me. And finally, dirty, dirty boy, dirty B. Worthy, worry free, dirty boy, yeah, that's me. My father, specialist, fifth class, Thorburn, John A., a Vietnam War. Hero Green Beret Taught me how to shoot guns And taught me how to fight Throw the left hook And throw the uppercut with the right Taught me all about bitches They could ruin your life Like in his prime Look what happened to Iron Mike People wonder what it's like Or how it is to be me The most underrated in hip-hop history Think I care if you disagree? You ain't got no song out And right now you busy listening to me
175 flows in the inkling of a second. Expect me disassemblies in less than two verses. I'm able to disengage mics and shoot them up like Mike and Ike's when I recite. They lights eclipse. I sink them seas like ships with my nocturnal vibes and editorial clips. There's no comparison. I embarrassment and cause microphone harassment. Here's where the fan terrorist been. I'm hit, written, deciphered. He's looking like them seas claiming they rock mics. I ignite the stage so I'm able to have more to perform. I explode on the mic like C4. I eliminate four microphones. These are limited the mound of a pony. Step on the microphone, I show it. Over and over. No win situation. In the in the gladiation, now they face it. Last night I had a dream and it just made me realize that folks don't give a damn about me. So many haters on the scene can't stand to see me on the rock, but I'm gonna still stay the same. You best believe. Vision. I seen optical collisions erupting. I'm 
spontaneous when I combust the melon. Then escape a lyrical felon, excelling in the out. Like as if I'm smoking the bomb, the Rondon. Set to explode like napalm, cataclysmic. With a habit that cause collisions, various visions. Intellect sharp enough to injure like incisions. With the deadliest intentions to grab the heat and bust niggas in the different dimensions. I had thoughts of electricity, murdered by millions of volts. I got a 40 cal cold, I'm all about business. Life ain't what it seems in two seconds. I peeped the red beam. I tried to dodge and grab the chrome plate. I jumped once, but I was two seconds late. Cause the size I was was the first mistake. Cause when my mom came and shook me, I didn't awake. Cause when you're in my position, that's the chance you take. In a dream in the world with no way to escape. Last night I had a dream and it just made me realize that folks don't give a damn Get your ass on the floor. 